Hey, Larry. Hey, everyone. My rather strange fear comes from watching an episode of a YouTube series called Defunct Land. It's a show that talks about the history of theme parks and theme park rides. I watched an episode where it talked about the Tomb Raider ride. The ride was once located at Kings Island Park in Ohio. It was a giant top spin ride in the dark. Riders would encounter a giant angry statue. But after a while, the companies that owned the amusement park parted ways and therefore the Tomb Raider ride had to be taken down. Now, the ride itself wasn't dismantled, but it was rethemed and renamed into something called the Crypt. And the giant statue that was in the ride was not removed. And the statue itself was just covered in complete darkness. <laughs> Sometime later, I started playing the Uncharted video games and, of course, encountered giant scary statues in the game. Since then, my imagination kind of ran away with me and I would have nightmares about being lost in caverns and tombs with nothing but a flashlight and pointing the flashlight upward and seeing these giant, godlike, scary statues, man. And I then came to the conclusion that I would never, ever be an archaeologist because if I ever saw one of those giant ominous statues in the dark <laughs> either from above or below i probably would totally poop my pants <laughs> welcome to your weirdest fears i'm your host larry mullins Think about how often you see tall buildings or statues during your day. Maybe there's a large bronze statue in front of your library, or maybe you live in a city full of tall buildings. Giant statues and buildings are everywhere. Well, some people look at them and feel awe. Others pay them no mind. And then there are those who see a giant statue and get really scared and freaked out. The fear of large objects is called megalophobia. Experts say it's such a niche fear that they haven't been able to quantify how many people suffer from it. And that's because either not enough of the population has it or most people refuse to get treatment. Despite being such a rare phobia, though, today's guest has actually helped some overcome it. Dr. Kevin Chapman is the founder and director of the Kentucky Center for Anxiety and Disorders. Dr. Chapman, let's jump right into this thing. Are people with this fear really walking around and getting scared when they pass a big statue? They are. In fact, many people who have this fear won't walk past a big statue or a building because the fear is so pronounced that they avoid it at all costs. So I'm about six foot ten on a good day. So that's to say people are afraid to walk past me. <laughs> it's a possibility. So those who know me know that I'm only five foot eight. OK, but they can't <laughs> see me. So there we go. I'll be any my that I want to be. Thank you very much. So, so where does this fear come from? Is there like a threshold for size that comes with this fear? I mean, might a person be experiencing this, have the same reaction to something like, you know, the Statue of Liberty here in New York versus just an eight foot statue outside their building? It's a great question. There's really no threshold because the thing about a phobia like this is that it's relative. Right. So depending on what I learned about the object or situation, I can actually logically say, well, that's not as tall. So I can walk past this, but that, on the other hand, being 10 foot or taller, for example, is definitely something that I've associated with the fear response. So really, there isn't a threshold. It really depends on the person and their learned experience. Dr. Kevin, I would imagine this leads to a lot of lifestyle issues with people getting jobs, being able to function properly. Tell us about one of your worst case scenarios of the people that you've seen without naming names, of course. 
Yeah, well, I had a client that ironically who <laughs> had a job offer in New York City, right? And one of the things that he was fretting about, in fact, that's what caused him to come to see me for treatment, is that the imposing size of buildings. He said, like, I can't explain it. This is if I'm around a tall building, it just feels so imposing that I feel like I'm going to just lose control. So he was actually avoiding a lot of interviews and whatnot in other positions in larger cities because the buildings were tall in the downtown area. So ultimately, you know, we had to work up to his ability to confront the job interview and ultimately take the job. And he actually was a success story in that regard. Wow. And then finally, he became President Barack Obama and moved to Washington. Isn't that crazy? How do you know? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so what led you to this field of study? That's interesting, Larry. Of all the interviews I've done historically, I've not had quite that question. And I'll, I'll be very explicit with you. I think you'll appreciate this. So ultimately, when I studied anxiety and related symptoms going throughout college and whatnot, I was a college athlete. And I also wanted something that was challenging. I was always a helper, wanted to do something in the field of study where you help people. So ultimately, I took my first psych course. And then I found out that anxiety disorders, of which phobias are apart, are the most common mental health condition, the most treatable, and yet only a third of people who have a phobia or an anxiety disorder get treatment. I'm like, wait a minute. Wow. So you're saying more people have this thing than <laughs> anything else, and yet people don't get treatment. So I was intrigued. But I'll tell you something else. Growing up as an African-American male, I also noticed a lot of folks in my neighborhood, even in my family, were afraid of dogs, like deathly afraid of dogs. So I was intrigued by that. So I started thinking back and reflecting on that. And ironically, Larry, my first publication in mental health actually addressed specific phobias in African-Americans and non-Hispanic whites. And actually what I found supported what I saw anecdotally. And that is a lot of folks, especially like in downtown areas, black folks in the hood and whatnot, actually have phobias, right, of dogs. And, and again, there's a sociocultural context in other podcasts behind why that is. But ultimately, that was my first publication, believe it or not. I can imagine tall buildings would give the same impact as a large space, say a large convention center space or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is there a connection there by chance? Like oftentimes people confuse a phobia of say like a large object or situation with what we call agoraphobia. And it's funny, you ask most people on the street what agoraphobia is, 99% of them, Larry, will say, oh, it's a fear of open spaces. Well, that's not entirely true. Agoraphobia is anxiety about being in any place or situation where escape might be difficult or embarrassing in the event of having a panic attack. So that can include open spaces, but it can also include large spaces with buildings, right? It can include other things. So the difference between this phobia and say agoraphobia is that agoraphobia has more to do with fear of having a panic attack and being humiliated or escaping from a situation versus the object or situation itself. What message, what advice would you give to our listener and anybody who might not be able to come in and get expert advice? I would say this, there are a number of resources available that can give you kind of a, an oomph, if you will, to kind of propel you to get treatment if this is something that you struggle with. This is a very treatable condition. It's something that doesn't have to debilitate the rest of your life. And there's a number of different books. You can go on Amazon, just look for cognitive behavioral therapy for phobias and things like that. And I think you'll find that there's a lot of different resources available. Or you can go to my website and go to drkevinchapman.com or you can go to Cards. Dot com, K Y C A R D S dot com. I'm glad you cleared up that KY thing because I'm thinking, okay, this is the family hour. You can't be getting all up in here and talking all kinds of, <laughs> you know, oh, Dr. Kevin. Troublemaker. Get us thrown off. Dr. Kevin Chapman, you are a gentleman and a scholar, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's been a privilege and an honor. Thank you very much. 
And thank you so much for listening to Your Weirdest Fears. I want to know your fears, so share them, and you could be featured in the podcast. If you click on the episode description, you will see the team's email address. If you're enjoying the show, please rate us, review us, and subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. Your Weirdest Fears is a production of 1010 Wins and WCBS News Radio 880. Our special thanks to producers Jill Webb and my man Dempsey Pilat. Andy Egan Thorpe is our audio engineer. Femi Redwood is the managing producer of podcasts. And I'm your host, Larry Mullins. Thanks for listening. 